welcome back to Seppa Stories. All right, well, welcome back listeners and welcome back incredibly talented writers. I am very excited to get into a brand new fan fiction and in fact I was scouting stories last night and literally just received permissions from this writer who is utilizing the pen name of Ash Juliet. The story is titled Right Into His Trap. This is a story that I am seeing uh, published on fanfiction.net. That's more or less my go-to. Many of our writers will post to archive of our own or do independent publishings, um, sometimes through these sites as well as others and Tumblr. Um, so, so there are many different venues and, and places people tend to post. Fanfiction.net is my closest go-to. This particular writer is pretty amazing. Um, I liked everything about this writer's bio and I'm actually pulling it up while I'm speaking to you. Um, okay, so one of the things I like about Ash Juliet's um, bio is, well, first of all, I want to give you just a little heads up. She's written about 81 various different stories and they range for Twilight, Harry Potter, Supernatural, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Hobbit, Sherlock, Marvel. So this is a writer who really likes to explore different genres. So if you were looking for something kind of different or unusual and wanted to, you like this writer's style, this writer has a lot of those pieces. I love this on her bio and I'm going to read it. It says, it doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing, it doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. Amazing, amazing, amazing little quote there. So I just had to share that with you. That really stood out to me. And I'm quite pleased. Um, with the story I'm about to share with you. So, as I mentioned, the title piece of what I'm about to read is called Right Into His Trap. This was published, uh, or at least put up on, on the fanfiction site less than 19 hours ago. So this is a brand new piece of fiction. It is rated T, written in the English language. We do have elements of drama, hurt, comfort. The pairing is my favorite unusual pairing of Fenrir Greyback and Hermione Granger. So for my Hermione fans, this is for you. And for my werewolf Fenrir Greyback fans, this one is for you as well. So I, I hope you love this as much as I did. I love this writer's um, story. So there is an author warning. Voldemort wins. Um, there is a death of characters and there is a slight mention of generational gap between our characters and their relationships. So um, this is going to be a fun read. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So with that, right into his trap as written by Ash Juliet and we will begin this story now. Everything went downhill after Voldemort killed Harry. The Death Eaters started to kill everyone in sight, and they started with the Blood Traders, the Weasleys. Ron hit Hermione over the head and shoved her unconscious form into an alcove to hide her from their view. 
When she woke up and saw the corpses of her friends, she panicked, disapparated. Greyback saw her disapparate, and he immediately gathered his pack. Surprisingly, he didn't inform the Death Eaters or Voldemort about Hermione's disappearance. Soon, the rest of the resident world thought she was dead, but only Fenrir's pack knew the truth. They started their search for the brunette witch, and they found her trail in Abernathy Forest. Hermione ran through the woods. The pack of werewolves hot on her trail. She cried out as a spell whizzed past her ear. She ran faster, her thighs aching with the effort, her heart racing in her chest. She'd lost her wand a few days ago, and she felt as if she'd lost her limb. It had been a part of her for the past seven years. The chrysalis silver moon seemed to magnify the aroma swirling in the forest. Owls hooted and haunted the night filtering and flitting through the trees like vengeful phantoms. Hermione sobbed as she sprinted over the hedges, and under the thick wizened branches of the ancient trees, her mind racing with thoughts of how to escape the werewolves. She couldn't disapparate without a wand. She couldn't fight back with wandless magic either. She was too weak. She hadn't eaten in a few days. She couldn't surrender either, as she knew she would be tortured to death by the tyrannical Alpha. As she ran, she didn't realize she was being lured straight into a trap. The werewolves strategically herded her towards the middle of the forest where she would meet their Alpha, Fenrir Greyback. Hermione panted as she ducked from another spell, unaware that the werewolves didn't mean to harm her, but only meant to divert her attention. Fenrir grinned from his place on a thick branch. He could smell Hermione drawing closer. He could smell her delicious blood thundering through her veins. He licked his lips and thought, Come to me, darling. Hermione wheezed for breath as she stepped into the small clearing. She looked behind her and found the werewolf's head disappeared. Her heart skipped a beat at the thought. This is a trap! This is a trap! Her mind screamed at her, but she couldn't see anyone. Fenrir leered at her from above, waiting for the right moment. He knew the spells around the tree would weaken her already weakened state. When she leaned against his tree, Fenrir grinned and jumped down. He landed on his hands and feet lightly and straightened out from his crouch. Hermione shrieked and whirled around. You! She screamed as she stumbled backwards. Yes, me, Fenwer smirked as he stepped closer to her. Leave me alone! Hermione darted to the right, her body trembling with fear. But Fenwer was faster. He grabbed her arm, almost wrenching it from its socket, and yanked her towards him. Hush, darling. You're not going anywhere. He growled as he tightened his arms around her waist. Hermione screamed loudly as she struggled within his hold, but Fenrir was an experienced hunter. He knew how to calm down his prey before he attacked it ruthlessly. He lowered his head down and nuzzled the side of her throat. He nipped her pulse point and soothed it with a gentle lick. Hermione went limp in his arms. She didn't know what he was doing. But she had been without human contact for too long. Fenrir was barely human, but his touch made her feel calm. 
Fenrir smirked when he saw her reaction. He knew the thoughts running through her head, and then he did something that surprised both of them. He purred. Hermione startled at the soft sound and whipped her head back to look at him incredulously. What are you doing? Fenrir, too, was surprised at the sound, but he couldn't tell her that. She would use it against him. None of your concern, he barked at her and tightened his arms around her. Hermione struggled again, but his own soft purring reverberated through his chest and warmed her from the inside out. She was too weak to fight back. She closed her eyes. Fenrir licked his lips when he felt her body go limp against his, but he changed his mind. He had come after her with his pack to torture her, maim her, inevitably kill her. But now, as he gazed down at her unconscious form, he wondered what she would do if he took her as his. Oh, she would be furious. He had seen her temper and it excited him to no end. The thought of her attacking him with her tiny claws sent shivers of delight down his spine. He knew he was a twisted beast, but he didn't care. He smirked as he picked Hermione up into his strong arms, his corded muscles barely straining with the effort. As he ambled through the forest, he thought, This will be interesting. All right, my friends, that was a very short ficlet. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Sepha Stories. All right, so, as usual, at this time, if you would like to skip the commentary and go on to our next recorded story or to a previously recorded story, this would be the time to do that. If you'd like to hang around and join us for a chair-side commentary of Right Into His Trap, please join us now. This will be a rather short uh, commentary. This was a shorter piece of fiction, and we're going to begin that now. Okay, so Right Into His Trap. Oh my goodness. All right, so this one has me so excited to hear what happens next. Oh my goodness, you can't end it like this, Ash Julia. <laughs> Your listeners want more. So this was a wonderful, wonderful ficlet. Um, and as it's written right now, I know it, the intent is for it to be a standalone, single one-shot, and it's a smaller piece. It read very easy for me as a reader, and speaking the story, reading the story out loud, I really like... Um, the dynamic that is already starting to build between Hermione and and Fenrir. It's almost as if, you know, this is a setup. This is a setup for a much bigger story that Ash Juliet, I hope you come back to the story and really flesh this out and turn this one into a twenty or fifty chapter read. This could happen here. Okay, so things that I loved about the story. Voldemort wins. Okay, so this is an alternate uh, universe, alternate ending from, from what we know, the Harry Potter series. And, um, of course, Fenrir's pack and Death Eaters, they, they kill all of the Weasley family, and, and they're immediately eliminating any opposition to Voldemort. Ron, who is Hermione's best friend and probable love interest in this, in this 
particular story and from what we know of canon uh, manages to knock Hermione out and he hides her he hides her so that she's not found because she's at even more risk than he and his family is at this point and um, they sadly they don't make it so they kill all of them and when Hermione comes to she wakes up to seeing their bodies and she immediately just disapparates, which means that she, you know, pops out of that and, and goes somewhere else. Fenrir, interestingly enough, does not notify anybody that she's run. It's almost as if he is already subconsciously, maybe it's that chase element that a werewolf would have, you know, that, um, you know, when a dog sees something run or a wolf sees something run, the natural instinct is to chase. So I am assuming that's where we're going here. This is such a short read. You can't really infer a lot other than it being what it is. So she disapparates and he immediately starts searching for her. I love how they find her. And um, again, if we're back in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> we spend so much of the Harry Potter story camping. You know, here she goes back to her her stay of the forest, which um, I've been reading a lot of other interesting books and, and things on the side as well. And one of those things that I've been listening to, I just listened to The Five Rings. And one of the tenements of, of strategical warfare is never repeat an action more than once maybe twice if you have to, but never a third time. So for Hermione to have a fallback of running back to the forest, um, she is already ultimately setting herself up for failure based on war strategy. You know, she's following her comfort zone, so she is now predictable. And Fenrir, I think, knows this and follows her, knows to look for her here. So I thought that was interesting. If you wanted to look at the psychology of strategy here and maybe flush that out into the story, you could do that. This is naturally already following that kind of um, that kind of profile, which, oh, I really hope Ash Juliet comes back to the story and does more with this. So we have Fenrir, and he had been chasing her. It's stated clearly with the intent to maim and kill and torture her. But once he manages to corner her, she is weakened and she, for some weird reason, against her own, I guess, fear and instinct, feels comforted by him. And something within Fenrir isn't wanting to kill her just yet. He's purring or you know, like that low grumble. So um, it's almost like he's content in her presence. And so he makes a split decision in that moment, an unpredictable decision to instead of, you know, torture and kill her and eat her as werewolves would do, he is capturing her and stalking off with her into the forest. And that's how we end. So um, that's the story. Oh, I so think that when I read this, I loved everything about it. I liked how dark and foreboding this was. I like the little red riding hood connotation of her running through the forest, but she's not running on her own. She's being herded. She's being directed. The pack is driving her towards Fenrir. And I really um, like that he climbed up into a tree which is unusual. You know, he would climb up into a tree. He's not down where she can see him and he is stalking her. 
So I really do like the idea that he is the big bad wolf. And in this instance, you know, she's very much Red Riding Hood, uh, trying to escape and inevitably running straight into him. This is, for me as a reader, no way complete because I am lit with an insatiable desire to read more. So, Ash Juliet, as a writer, you nailed it because you left me wanting more. Um, I'm intrigued. My ears are perked. I'm in chase mode now because now I want to have more of the story to devour. That is absolutely wonderful. It's a great read. I like that Fenrir has a pack. He hasn't told the Death Eaters anything. This particular chapter or one shot has the potential to be picked up and developed into so many different directions. You could look at the relationship between Hermione and Greyback. Uh, you could look at how long does he hide her from Voldemort? Does Hermione convince him to try to defeat Voldemort? Does she settle into pack life with him? Um, is she a liability for the pack because she is with him and he didn't tell that she's alive? Um, does does he find her wand? She'd lost her wand. Do they have it? So there's all these questions that you know that we have. Um, that are just not answered because it is just this kind of brief moment of her running and, and definitely um, being captured by him. Does he hate himself for wanting her? She's not a wolf. You know, is this, is he recognizing something? Is he going to turn her? Um, is he going to leave her as she is? Is he going to turn her free? Is he going to be sadistic and, you know, have sadistic moments where he, you know, is torturing her? We just don't know what's going to happen here. Or does she strategically play him? You know, she's she's smart, but is she going to make more predictable mistakes? Or does she do unusual things? So, you know, you could look at the story and think there's so many places to still take the story. You know, does... Does he try to leave with her and go someplace else? Do we have maybe Victor Crumb coming back in and they go to Bulgaria? I mean, you could do so much, you know, with this story and really take it any direction. Um, and I really hope that Ash Juliet does do that. For the story itself being self-contained and a fast read, I love this. And certainly this story is going to inspire me to read more of this writer's work. Like I mentioned, she has 81 written pieces already published and out for reading pleasure. So I encourage you to check this writer's work out and um, find her on fanfiction.net. Now, if you're looking from the story, it's right into his trap. All the words are capitalized. And you could look that story up. You'd direct right into her link or you could pull her up by Ash Juliet two separate words proper name and be able to see all of her postings so I love this and I really am demanding to read more because it's just really quite wonderful I don't think this is complete and it stands alone as as is and it's wonderful and beautifully done but it just leaves me so wanting more this is an amazing first chapter so I'm hoping that the writer's intent is to continue the story. And if that is the case, and this writer does continue writing stories, what will happen is I will come back into this um, particular episode and I'll add any subsequent chapters that this writer may create to this particular episode so that you've got a full read, if that is what the writer elects to do for the story. I really love this. 
And if you love SEPA stories, um, please help me get SEPA into wider distribution. How can you help doing that? Um, you can hit subscribe. You can follow. Please share this. Repost this blog if you liked this not really this blog, but this particular episode. If you liked hearing right into his trap, um, share it on Facebook, share it on Tumblr, share it on tweet on Twitter, um, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Can you tell? It's it's early where I'm at, but um, definitely um, help me to help get more of these stories to listeners who are interested in fan fiction. Uh, a follow helps me greatly. It does record on my on my host site, so I'm able to see uh, what stories are, are being listened to. It helps me to find and to pattern my reading of, of what's being requested, or I can, you know, like if it's Dramonies that are more popular, I can read a few more of those. So please definitely give me a follow or a subscribe or a share. Um, that helps us to grow SEPA stories, and it is my goal to promote these amazing fan fiction writers and get their stories out for listening pleasure. So with that, I hope you loved Right Into His Trap as much as I did as Juliet. I totally give this a 5 out of 5. There was nothing um, that stood out or, or that caught me in an uncomfortable way. I loved how this is beginning. I would have to give it a one L that there's just not more, but overall it's a five L because it just is flipping awesome and I want more of it. So um, with that, thank you very much for allowing me permissions to read the story. And for everyone, we will see you next time on Seba Stories. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.